Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash best. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. There's my announcer voice. Let's get on with the show. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Don't tell anyone where I am. I'm in a secret location. The city and country that I'm in is under wraps because later this weekend I'm in this city for a very good friend of mine's stag or, if you're American, bachelor party this weekend. I've been trying really hard not to give the game away on social media, on Twitter, at Richard underscore Parr, on Facebook, Best in the World with Richard Parr. I've tried to keep it under wraps because I don't want him to know because it's supposed to be a surprise. He arrives at the airport on Friday and it's only then that his brother, the best man, will reveal where his weekend of, let's be honest, debauchery is going to be. So it's all very exciting for him. So I'm here a few days early just to get my bearings of this city. But I'm not going to say any more because I think I'm going to accidentally give the game away. Instead, I'm going to concentrate on this week's guest. It is our first cricketer on the podcast. I am pumped to have him on. It is Arkib Javed. He was a bowler in Pakistan's successful 1992 World Cup winning campaign. He's now a coach with the UAE national team. Before that, he helped coach the Pakistan under-19 team to win their World Cup for the first time in 2004. He was also part of the coaching setup when Pakistan won the T20 World Cup. He was quite a controversial character. We get on to a few of those subjects, including his relationship with Waka Yunis and Wasim Akram, including the leadership of Imran Khan. Plus, in particular, I get his thoughts on ball tampering, whether Test cricket can return to Pakistan soon, and the current landscape of world cricket. So it's a really good chat with Arkib Javid, our first cricketer on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have more to come. All you've got to do is stay tuned to the website richardpar.net and press that 
subscribe and download button on iTunes for the best in the world. So let's get to it. Here is Akib Javid. The best in the world podcast with Richard Parr. Akib Javid, welcome to the best in the world with Richard Parr. So you're currently coaching the UAE national team four years in. Are you still enjoying the role? Yeah, it is. It is very challenging. Uh, it's getting tougher and tougher because uh, uh, we haven't progressed in a way because uh, all the other associates are, you know, almost uh, full-time professional players. Uh, the UAE is the only associate team still relying on uh, part-time players, which is, you know, getting kind of frustrated at, at the moment. But but still, it's a challenge. Uh you know, when people ask me that, are you still enjoying? So look, uh, from from age 16 uh, onward, like seven, from 17, uh, I'm almost a professional person, professional player. Then uh, uh, I was the youngest uh, player and the youngest coach. Uh, started earlier uh, in you know I was about about 17 when I started international cricket. Left earlier because there was issues going around cricket at that time, you know, all the, you know, the Justice Ayum's inquiry and the court and all the match-fixing stuff, and I went, went strongly against it, uh, opted to, to leave the game early, and then uh, uh, I was really young when I, when I uh, started coaching, actually. Uh, and then, uh, you know, our, our minds and body and... Uh, you know, so tuned up with with the challenge every day. Uh, we never have uh, the the liberty of you know having a stable life like like other people, like a banker or or whatever. I mean, you have a job in in the bank or you have a job somewhere else. Uh, so it's not like uh, a sports life, especially with the fast bowlers. Uh, they have very short span in life like maximum 10 to 12 years. Uh, and sometimes it's really, uh, really funny when you, when you meet somebody at, at the age of 32 and you said, Oh, I'm, I'm a retired player. <laughs> and, and the people who, who doesn't understand cricket, are you crazy? What you retired? Well, you look so young. Why don't you continue playing? I said, look, this is a different role. You can't, uh, so I mean, look, we we brought up in in a different way, uh, and uh, you have to have a different mindset uh, to coop up with this lifestyle for a, for a longer period. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's amazing because I'm 33. Yet I only feel my career is starting. Yet for some of you elite sports people, the the, the playing side ends at the, at this age. It's 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 quite a Quite amazing. Are there any regrets of anything you feel you missed in your life by by being a, a sports person? Uh, sometimes, you know, when uh, I was talking to my daughter, she's she's sixteen now, and uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's frustrating for the for the whole family uh, because I moved uh, moved out from Pakistan four years back, and that 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 decision I made was by my family my daughter and and uh, and uh, the wife pushed me to uh 
to move to Dubai, and uh, you know that that wasn't a wasn't an easy easy uh, decision because you you're leaving Pakistani team uh, for the UAE, which is you know immature team, no standing, nothing. So you know I took that decision, and a uh, few few days back we were discussing about in a future plan because four years in in UAE, I said look I have to you know, the time I have to move on because I missed out a few opportunities, few. T20 opportunities like uh, you know Bangladesh Cricket League, PSL, and the Caribbean League because I can't commit to it because I'm busy with the UAE commitment. Uh, so and she just uh, got worried. Are we are we moving from Dubai? I mean, he said, what what kind of life do you have? I mean, there is no stability. Um, we we can't say this is our home. I said, look, our home is in Pakistan. Okay, wherever we, wherever we go, we got you know assignments where we we can spend few years and uh, we head back to Pakistan. That's our our home. So sometimes it's really difficult to convince others because my my mind, if I have to deal with myself, it's easier. But you know. To, to explain your family, your your, mm. your daughters, your wife, and your parents, it's it's so difficult. Uh, this, this is the same thing. What what when you play the game, you you just control one body and mind. But when you coach, it's about different minds. It's not not your mind. You're not your body, and you understand others and and try to manage them. So, so it's really frustrating for the for the family point of view. But otherwise, uh, I think I have really enjoyed it. Uh, achieved few things as player, and uh, already, you know, as as coach, is still um, in the mid age, uh, you know, forty in forties. So I think I have achieved uh, a little bit in in coaching. So I think it's more to come. I think no regrets. I think I have done uh, reasonably well in uh, in all part of life. Well, you've, as you mentioned there, you've been one of the youngest players, one of the youngest coaches. It sounds like your your time with the UAE is uh, not going to be for too much longer. What's your next goal? What's your next aim? What would you like to do? I mean, look, uh, you know, one thing, uh, uh, one thing I'm moving forward, uh, you, know, you know, the highest goal was, in my in my life was to you know be part of uh, a world cup winning team which which happened in '92 and then uh, as coach you know that was really exciting when when we won the first ever under 19 world cup as coach and then I was a part of uh, Pakistani T20 squad which uh, we won T20 World Cup in England in 2009 and I think my my dream is to 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 win a World Cup as as head coach, uh, and most probably from Pakistan, because I mean wherever you go, whatever you work, but you can't uh, feel the same way where you can you know feel from your home country. Uh, and I think nothing nothing like it when you work for Pakistan and and do well. Uh, so that's my 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 next goal is and. Uh, and I think uh, I'm going towards that, uh, and hopefully, I think that's that's the only thing what would strive me uh, to go back and work for Pakistan cricket again. 
what do you think it was? What did you bring to the under-19 team from the experience of winning in 92? What, what did you tell them about winning the World Cup, which you think may have, have, have helped them win that tournament? I mean, look, it's, a, it's about your mindset. Uh, you know, we, we've been through so many uh, phases in life. I have seen uh, when, when you run in and, and everything is in your control, when you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good rhythm. Uh, rhythm means when your body and, and, and mind working in, in, in the same lines with, with best of the best coordination. Uh, that that means you are in control. You you are striving uh, towards uh, you know the goal which is which is uh, success. Uh, and once you feel that you're not in the, in the rhythm, means your 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 connection, mind body connection is not there. Uh, we have learned from Imran from '92 that he was the one who who was uh, ahead of everyone. Uh, his perception was very clear. Uh, he was, I think, uh, a little bit a higher scale than anyone else. He, he sensed uh, victory before anyone else. And that's what uh, uh, the champion does. They're always uh, ahead of others. As bowler, as team, as captain, I mean, you have to be ahead of uh, others. You you have more options and you always learn from your mistakes and and move forward than anywhere else uh, and secondly i have learned from that 92 victory was to believing in yourself uh how do you believe believe is like on, on your skills on your uh, uh on your mind because look cricket is not not the ultimate fitness uh, uh fanatic sport because it 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 demands a, a good level of fitness, but not uh, as fit as you know the rugby players and the football players. It's a game of uh, your, your uh, character. It tests you in a different, different ways. Different, uh, you know, you have to perform different skills at, at the same time. Uh, it's about the mind game. It's about how do you take the take the pressure. How do you read a situation? How, how can you foresee a result? How can you foresee what, what's coming next? That is the only way uh, you can win at, at this level. Sometimes it's, it looks very simple uh, to others. Look, it, it's a game and you know, whoever played better will, will, will go through. But it's not. It's about taking the pressure, um, leading forward. Uh, so this is when, when I was working with the, with the under-19, uh, I realized then that, look, this is how we progress. We were in a no position in 92 World Cup and then Imran, you know, lead us towards a victory, motivate us in a way because I still remember uh, 20 minutes of Imran's speech uh, changed everything, entirely changed the Pakistani team's mindset. So this is how we, we talk to our youngsters uh, that, look, this is what we can win this game if you believe in yourself. If you make it simple and don't crumble, just believe in yourself. When you believe in your ability, then when you don't crumble, you you stay in control. And uh, you know pressure games and finals and when you you're crossing a line, 
it, it's really important you stay calm and, and confident. Yeah, I, I, I always say if um, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Yeah. But you mentioned rhythm there, um, and I don't know if that's one of the factors. I'm, I'm hope, hopeful you can explain to me. But why is it that Pakistan have just continued to produce world-class fast bowlers, more so than any other country from, from you up till now? What is it that your country's doing differently? Is it nutrition? Is it training? Is it this belief? What do you think it is? Um. You know, I think uh, uh, one one thing is really important that uh, you must have uh, a role model. Uh, so luckily, we had role models in the beginning from Fazal Mamoos, Imran, and Sarfraz, and so many. Then Bakar, Basim, uh, and then you you must have uh, uh, environment. Uh, uh, you know, environment means. Uh, you will hardly find a fast bowler from uh, metropolitan cities, you know, where people stay in, in apartments and, you know, something like in, in the UAE. It's really hard to produce a real fast bowler in the UAE from, from flats, you know, living in, a, in an apartment, uh, taking a bus, going to the school, come back home, and then academies. Cricket academies. It is nothing which is which is natural. Like uh, when I when I was young, I used to you know, you know climb trees, chopping trees, running in the fields, you know, diving into the canals and all this stuff. You need you know uh, uh, open fields. Uh, environment is the key. Uh, and then uh, definitely. And then afterwards, environment in cricketing environment where you have uh, uh, such competition among you. Uh, you know, I still, I still remember when I was young, I, I was always wanted to, to be a fast bowler. I used to, uh, you know, copy Imran or, Mar- or Malcolm Marshall or Dennis Lilly. And it, it's, it's always, always strive me to to become like them. Uh, and I think this is what really important is. And it's not only, uh, if, if you, if, if you, you go to Pakistan, there are, there are special areas. It's not everywhere from Karachi. You will hardly see any fastballs, but, uh, when you go remote areas, like, uh, there's one point where, uh, near Multan, there is another, uh, fast bowling producing area where where Wakar and Muhammad Zahid and Shabir and then Muhammad Irfan belong to that area. Uh, you have to have something uh, something different than others like I would say genetic or environmental effect in, in that area. Uh, so this is what really important. Yeah, it is, it is. I mean, still, it, it's not very scientific, but this is what what we experienced. Yeah, there's a there's a great book by uh, Matthew Syed called Bounce, where he talks about 
how a local area can really improve the performance of the people like for example the the excellent runners in Kenya from Iten because they're all kind of in the one area the environment helps no that that, that that's fascinating yeah, yeah. but uh you know right now in cricket at the moment the, the batsmen are getting quite the advantage do you think it would become more of a level level playing field if bowlers were able to uh, perhaps tamper with the balls and be able to create reverse swing and then we'd have a more level playing field between bowlers and batsmen uh, I mean look ultimately the, the cricket is like the people want to see runs people want to see you know fours and sixes, but at the same time, they really admired genuine fast bowling. Like, really used to be really, really good uh, ambassador for for a fast bowlers. Uh, crowd point of Imran had a huge impact. Uh, but you know what? What can be done is like uh, making a pitches which is favorable to you know everyone, uh, supporting pitches. Uh, I, I don't mind having a, a fast pace in in cricket, uh, but it should be a supporting pitches where you know people can really see a baller running and hitting hard bounces and swinging yorkers. Uh, I, I won't I won't I won't recommend some somebody using in you know unmeans ways to to swing the ball, but. The worst thing is not about tempering. Uh, it's about, uh, uh, you know, to some extent, to some extent, uh, it's about taking care of the ball. Uh, because if you if you give that ball to, to, to every bowler, they won't understand how to create an angle. So with reverse swing and, and elite bowling, is, it's not about swing, it's about creating uh, angles. Uh, but I, I still believe uh, intelligent bowlers uh, can produce a result even though without tempering. Uh, you know, every, every, every bowler does a bit, you know, use the creams or, you know, mint or using the, the nail or whatever. But they should be in, in, in a careful way. Uh, but I think they still need to to look at it in, 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 into the modern day cricket that it should be a level field by producing a good supporting pitches you know which favors the both parties better than, and bowlers okay f- fair enough and uh you mentioned bounces there i was watching on youtube the other day uh when you had the row with the umpire in 92 against england he felt that um you were purposely throwing uh, bounces and I could see that you you were quite frustrated and quite angry and you ended up taking the the, the wicket. Were you a player who would get frustrated and when you, when that would happen, how would you channel that into productivity? I mean, look, it's a, it's a I mean, it was a, a history in that incident because there was a, a, a second test match in that series. In the first test match. When, when myself and Bakar was batting and uh, <laughs> the English bowler was really bouncing us, I had a few bruises in my body and every time it was, he was hitting me, uh, I said, look, the normally, you know, tail enders don't react to the, to the bowler. I said, look, 
I'll see you. I'll see you next time in the game. Okay? It's quite painful, and you're going to get back. So this is what this game is. This is a competitive game. Uh, and then uh, uh, in the, in the, during the second test match, when, when he came to bed and I was bowling at the, at the same time, so I, were, I was really, this is what competition is. Look, this is your turn. You have to take it. No, I'm not going to hurt you, but this is how you you create pressure. And then uh, you know, this is what it does. Uh, you know, at, at that time, there was two... Uh, Two bounces, you know, over you allowed for 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 ball, and then once a ball of one, and uh, I don't know the way he he played that that ball, and then a ball another one, then the umpire started giving me the warnings. I said, look, this, this is only a second one, but he said you you wanted to to hit him, and I said, look, this, this at this level you can't. This is not. 50s or 40s cricket. This is modern day cricket, and it's, it's competition. I wanted to, you know, take his wicket, to, you know, send him on the back foot, bounce him a few, uh, one or two, and then try to get him out. This is what it does with, you know, when you bowl a few bounces and followed by a Yorker or a slower one. This is what a tactics every bowler should have. So there was an ugly incident, you know. Didn't want you to support that. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Did you know it's that tingly taste of toothpaste which has made brushing your teeth an everyday habit? Well, I didn't know that until I started listening to the audiobook The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Really interesting listen. Lots of information on what are good habits, what are bad habits, how we can adjust them, and how they can be used for advertising and marketing, perhaps. So that's a really good listen. And if you want to have a listen to it, 
How about I give you a chance to do that for free? Yeah, all you have to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash best. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash best. And you can get a 30-day free trial with one free audio book download. What a great deal that is. Why not go for it? Why not get into the habit of listening to an audiobook? Perhaps one every month, which of course you can do with audibletrial.com forward slash best. We all know that some of these top sports people I speak to on the podcast are all part of good habits. We hear this from Arkib Javid in this podcast. So let's get back to him. He is the best in the world. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. How is your relationship with, with fellow bowlers, Wazzy Graham and Wacky Yunus? Obviously, you've got three great bowlers there. I, I, I have seen things written before where I think you felt that you should have been playing a bit more. But then, as you've also said to me uh, earlier in this podcast, that it's it's the the reason why Pakistan's so good at bowling is because there's great competition uh, between such great players. It, it helps pushes you further. Is is that what happened with you? Was Eamon Wacker together? I mean, look, they were they were two great bowlers. There's there's no doubt. And I have seen, you know, I mean, we were we were very close friends outside the game. But in the game, there was always two battles going on. One among our, ourselves, and then the opposition. And there was really healthy healthy competition, which you know there was. I've seen between Wakar and Wasim that. The competition of taking five hours or taking more wickets than anyone else uh, that really strive you, you know, push you going forward because uh, I've seen at, at one point you're tired, you don't want, you, you don't want to pull, but the competition among yourself and a competition which which we created with with, with that team was push you harder and harder and that that you know, one step ahead that always give 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 an advantage to to the to the team. I think there was a really very really good healthy competition among among bowlers. And what was your pre-match uh, ritual? What did you have any kind of habits that you go through? Is there anything you particularly do before a match? Uh, two examples. You always always give it to my players also. I said, look, uh, I had two two type of uh, pre-game routines. One was like uh, eating a healthy food, okay, uh, sleeping early, and you know thinking positive. I'm gonna take five wickets tomorrow, okay. I'm gonna take five wickets. I'll be the man of the match. I will do that. Staying in that mindset. And then uh, suddenly the game starts, and after half an hour, you are, you have bowled five overs, none for for forty, and you started thinking, well, "What happened to my plan? I was so disciplined, I was so positive." And then it didn't work out. That plan didn't work at that particular day. And then the other routine was, I used to think, "Okay." Right, I'll have a normal 
life. Okay, I don't have to do anything special because when you do something special, your mind, body assess there is something unusual coming up to get conscious. Uh, I said today I don't care. I don't even remind myself tomorrow I'm playing. Okay, what if if something goes wrong? I don't bother. Okay, let it go. I I will go there, try my best. And just before the game, I, oh, you know, sometimes I figured it out, okay, 10 hours, uh, 70 for none. I can't go worse than that. Okay, try to make it better. So this second uh, option worked, worked out you know, well for me because you don't uh, create pressure on you, unnecessarily pressure on you. Uh, so th- these are the two routines I used to have, but... I would opt for the second one. Staying positive is a good thing, but having a moderate goals and having always backup plan is always help you moving forward. Okay. And you said that these routines were, were two things that you teach uh, your players now as a coach. What have you learned as a coach that you wish you'd known as a player? I think uh, yeah, there are many things. Uh, for example, in our playing days, uh, there wasn't a much, much guidelines. Uh, we, we used to work hard, but not purposeful work hard, because I still remember that we, when we were preparing for 92 World, World Cup, and, and, and during that World Cup, I, I invented that slower ones. There was nothing no preparation for that. So now when, when we try to prepare our, our bowlers or, or batters, uh, you know, we, they have much better routines, much better uh, preparations. Uh, now, now we have uh, everything around, around a player. Uh, they have uh, access to the physio, trainer, uh, a coaches, bowling coach, to batting coach, to fielding coach. Uh, and I think this is this is really good for the game. Uh, and we used to have like uh, a mentors who just guide you in a way like okay, just be positive. Okay, just be positive is not the preparation. It's about it's just a starting point. Now people will lead up from be positive means what in batting. What do you what have what, what positive things you can see and, and, and assess, uh, you know, be precise, uh, talking in in particular way that what is what is good bowling to you, what is your preparation. So you know, you know, about 80%, 90% the result before you go into the ground because it all depends on your preparation. You're looking for your future and, and that hopefully one day you'd like to be the head coach of, of Pakistan and, and hopefully win a World Cup with them like you did as a player. Um, but obviously there hasn't been uh, any test matches in Pakistan for quite a few years. Do you think that could change with India or England or one of the other big test playing nations coming to tour anytime soon? Uh, I think it's too early. Uh I think it's going to take a few more years because uh, 
you know, gradually you got to start with your, uh, you know, A teams, uh, or maybe teams like, uh, you know, women's team where people don't, you know, bother a lot. Uh, and gradually you, you build up a confidence. Uh, I think another, it will take another four or five years uh, because it's, I don't see still, you know, uh, the Pakistan is, is is ready to take that that ch- that challenge challenge, of bringing international big team in Pakistan. So I think it's a gradually, you know, they can start with you know inviting uh, Zimbabwe or, or Ireland or something like this, but not high high esteemed teams at the moment. And I, I just want to get two quick questions on on the future of cricket in in general. Do you think that the Indian cricket board's influence uh, on world cricket right now is a good thing? Uh, I I didn't like that that idea when when they came out with you know big three uh, because you know cricket is like it's not it's only limited teams already. Uh, it's not a hundred teams like football or the other sports. Uh, within within good, if you, if you if you if you see the cricket, actual cricket country strong teams, they're not more than eight nine. Uh, within eight nine, you create a, a, another group which is big three. Uh, I didn't I didn't like it the idea, and I think uh, the new setup in in India. Uh, and the ICC, did they realize that this is not the way you should run the international cricket? Uh, and I think uh, there's no doubt India is, you know, bringing a lot of money uh, in in terms of sponsors and everything. But this cricket is really going through a really crucial time because. Uh, People are getting busier and busier, and we have to, as cricket nations, we have to, you know, you know take a right step uh, and spread this game to other other countries because there are only only eight to nine, uh, you know, would say a professional professional team in the world, uh, and sometimes people get really surprised who who don't understand cricket as a look. Well, you won the World Cup. How many teams were playing? And we said, okay, 14. So that's not the actual World Cup. We need to, you know, spread this game. I know it's a difficult game to spread out, uh, but still, I think uh, uh, the, the the influence of big three should not be should not be tolerated anymore. Yeah, I can understand why when last year's World Cup was such a great spectacle to watch, that surely they should be looking to be adding teams to it rather than taking away teams from it. It, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and if you if you look at the performances of all the associate teams, they, they really entertain the world. Uh, I know it's a, it's a really difficult game to, to improve because there are so many aspects, bowling, bearing on different pitches, different level. But that's what ICC and and uh, and other other countries' role is to spread the help spread this game to to 
more and more countries and uh, bring them to a, to a standard which is which is really enjoyable for the for the for the viewers' point of view. They wanted to see new teams, you know, getting better and better and performing at at the international level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've 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 taken so much of your time. I just want to get one more question in, um, and and that's like you said earlier. You were one of the youngest players to play, and at 19 years old, you took a hat trick. Yeah. And I believe the third wicket, correct me if I'm wrong, was Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> yes. What was going What was going through your mind? Just before <laughs> that third ball, could could you quite believe what was going to happen? And then. When it did happen, how did you feel? I mean, look, you can't plan hectics, okay? You can't plan uh, when you make some records. Uh, but at, at that at that time, one thing you always know that you know this ball you can you're sure about you can hit that that area. Uh, and that's what you say. I am peak of my bowling. Um, in my best rhythm and control. So I was really sure that I can bring that ball in and try to bowl him out or leg before. That was I, I, that I was sure. Uh, and I think rest, it, it's all about the batsman. Uh, but I still believe that when I'm running in, uh, I wasn't 100% sure. Nobody can be sure about the results. But I was very sure that this ball going to hit the stumps. Akub Javid, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for being the best in the world. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Great to get the thoughts of Arkib Javid on the best in the world with Richard Parr, our first cricketer on the podcast. Of course, we'll be having more cricketers, but of course, we'll be expanding our show to all different types of sports so we can pick the brains of some of the most successful sports stars on the planet. We've got 12 previous episodes for you to dig into, get your teeth into if you haven't already. And I'd love it if you would give me a review on iTunes, rate and review, or even send me a message directly on Twitter, that's at Richard underscore Parr, or on my website, richardparr.net. Your feedback really helps improve this show. It helps me ask the questions that you want to know, and hopefully we can get the answers which can help you in your sporting ambitions or in your everyday life. So that's Twitter at Richard underscore Parr, Facebook page, Best in the World with Richard Parr, and the website, richardparr.net. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of Richard Parr. So I'm going to leave it there for now. I'll be back next Wednesday with the latest episode of The Best in the World. Have a great week. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.